Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Welcome to the show. It's Tuesday. I keep saying happy Monday, but it's like a Monday if you're American because you had Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, but it's Tuesday, though. It is. It's a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's not Monday. I don't want to go back to the past. Honestly, I'm thinking we should vote that if we're going to vote on anything, we should be voting that all weekends should be four-day weekends from now on. Honestly, it just makes everything better. Or do you think then it would feel like we need an extra day? But I feel like you would organize your life. You see, this is why I agree. You have one day to kind of have fun and party, right? You have another day to organize your life, and then you have one day to chill. Perfect balance. That's it. I mean, that's literally it. Sometimes you need time to recover from the recovery. I, I agree. I agree. Well, no. speaking of recovery, what? I have been out sick and I oh, feel yeah, tons true. better. Good. I'm happy. So I'm, well, I'm, I still am like, I'm on antibiotics. I'm getting my life together. You know, pride. We hope pride is this weekend. And so I got to get all the energy I can. But I missed not being on the show last week. I know you had a wonderful time um, with Ryan and Shar. Exactly. Always a party. Um, I was actually shocked that Ryan was here on Friday. Yeah. You I know? thought it was just going to be you and Char. No, we got to always have a Ryan there. No. <laughs> that's not how this works. So this is this is your public announcement. Don't ever do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're happy that you don't have COVID. It yeah. was just it a was sickness. Never, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was my post-nasal drip. I have that, too. It was infected, though. Ye. Yeah, so when gotta I... take op- care of yourself. It's, I mean, this is a gross thing. But okay. when I opened my mouth, <laughs> oh, no. my doctor was like, wow, you know you have basically, like, everything oh, going no. on back there. And so I had to take a couple days, a few days, and I'm yep. happy I did. It just so happened fell on Memorial Day weekend. Yes, it's important to take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't let your body fall apart. Very true. But speaking of which, uh, we are counting down to the WeHo Pride. The parade will be in on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be there. You're gonna you be on be there, there on the too. stage, or you're gonna be on I'm the stage. I'm gonna be on the stage, and I'll I'm be gonna, I'm gonna be at the I'm gonna be at the parade as well. I think I'm. Um, yeah, there's some details about the parade okay. that's very exciting. There's also surprises. It's not only just Janelle Monae and everyone else that you're gonna find out more later on. Okay. There's some more surprises Love that it. we will you don't know about until you get there. Okay. I was going to say announcements coming up on the show, but maybe. No, not not this surprise. (laughs) Well, speaking of which, we have a packed show today. Jeff Consoletti, who's behind Out Loud Raising Voices, the whole WeHo Pride Festival, Mm -hmm. is here to share more at 4.20 p.m. Pacific, 7.20 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Next hour, we got the founder of a queer coffee company you're going to want to know about. And in 30 minutes, Canada's big move around gun control. A lot of good stuff that's coming up. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Trans swimmer Leah Thomas is speaking out to ABC News exclusively about backlash and future plans to compete. Here she is. 
There's a lot of factors that go into a race and how how well you do. And the biggest change for me is that I'm happy. And sophomore year, um, where I had my best times competing with the men, I was miserable. And so having that be lifted is incredibly relieving and allows me to put my all into training, into racing. Trans people don't transition for athletics. We transition to be happy and authentic and our true selves. Transitioning to get an advantage. Wow. That is, um, you know, Leah is really out here doing some historic things and really taking the brunt of a lot of this conversation that's happening right now. True. And she says even with that, while feeling that sense of freedom, being herself, it's still very difficult. And she's gone through a lot. Um, Next up, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested and charged with driving under the influence after being involved in a collision Saturday night, according to law enforcement officials. I was surprised that this was even a story. Napa. Of course it is. It's Nancy Pelosi's husband. I was surprised that it was a story because I didn't even know Nancy Pelosi had a husband and then right. also like it just felt like a like do, do we even care about this guy who cares like like who is he yeah he's like running around town finally President Donald Trump and uh, First Lady Melania Trump have tested positive for coronavirus so that's uh, some other news Great out news there. for them. Okay, that was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Oh, wow. So, of course, we all know about Kourtney Kardashian, Travis, Baker, uh, Travis Baker's Italian Barker. wedding. You Barker. want to say Baker? Uh, who is Baker? Who do I know that's My Baker? My ex. Oh. <laughs> Woo. Yep. Well, Caitlyn Kardashian. Oh, my God. Well, Caitlyn Jenner is shocked to not have been invited. She did not make the list, the guest list for this. Yeah. That, I feel it's, like that's not nice. Well, it's time for the T Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Accordingly, according to a source on Caitlyn's team, she's upset that she was snubbed by her stepdaughter. Caitlyn was not invited to the festivities. And, um, but, you know, I guess a source telling TMZ that there are no hard feelings on Courtney's end and that Jenner's just, quote, simply didn't make the cut. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Caitlyn, who was married to Chris for um, 22 years, helped raise Courtney and her sisters. It's not the first time that you know, Cor- uh, you know, Caitlyn has kind of been snubbed by the family. She was not offered a contract to participate in the in their newest Hulu show. And Caitlyn tweeted at the time, "Of course, no bad blood. I love my family, and I'm thrilled for the show continuing. But I was shocked to learn through the press that I was explicitly excluded from the new show. My thing is." Kaylin, yes, is a part of the family, but not really anymore. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, the only person that you're really a part of is is Kendall and Kylie. And so I understand that it might be awkward. You know, Chris may not really want her there. You know, it's just a lot of things that go into that. And sometimes, Kaylin, also your political views have been probably something that is just not something that they want to bring into the, the attention That's of the That's the family. one thing. I think it's awkward. And I don't, I, I don't mind that. So... Um, I've been watching that show and... Isn't it good? It is. It's addictive. It's good. But I do feel like it was wrong. Well, it's not like it's a spoiler, but they didn't include uh, her kids in the engagement. I thought that wasn't nice. Well... So I'm coming from a a family of divorce. 
I think I it's it. like at all yeah. ages, you shouldn't. That include. was a bad Chris decision. Yeah. Well, that's your team report. We got more coming up next hour. Um, actually, next hour we are talking about, and you're gonna want to stick around for it because we are talking about Camila Cabello. She performed at some soccer game and, mm-hmm. and then ended up calling out the fans because they did something ridiculous during her performance. Stick around for Ooh. that. Okay. Well, next up, the one st- gun step Democrats can take on their own. We're all trying to figure out some sort of solution. That's what the Washington Post next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now, regardless of whether there are enough Republicans willing to cut a deal on new gun restrictions, there is one thing Senate Democrats can do on their own to impact the nation's gun laws. Well, joining us to break all of this down is our favorite Washington uh, Post reporter, Amber Phillips. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. So I think this is quite interesting because I think a lot of the conversation, especially after uh, the most tragic um, incident that obviously everyone is still talking about, um, we are still wondering, well, what can we do to, to, to get you know the nation's gun laws under control at this moment? So what does that truly look like? Because it seems like that there really isn't anything that can get everyone on board. It seems that way. Um, There are some hopeful talks from senators who want to see gun control legislation, um, including a bipartisan group led by Chris Murphy of Connecticut, a Democrat, and John Cornyn, a Republican from Texas, which is obviously the state where these elementary school students were massacred. One potential idea, and it's still a long shot, would be some kind of federal legislation around red flag laws. And that would mean that community members or police could petition a court to temporarily take someone's firearms away if they felt like this person were a threat to themselves or others and they were able to prove it. Uh, 19 states have some kind of law in the books, including two Republican-led states. And so that seems to be really the only place where there's some kind of consensus. Interesting. You know, why are people so against background checks? Like, if you haven't done anything bad, you could do what you want in a responsible way with guns. And if you have done bad things or if you're, you know, flagged, then you can't. Why is that so complicated? Yeah, it's when you pull Americans, including gun owners, it's not a complicated issue. Uh, Generally, they say, yeah, background checks would be a good thing. But it also depends how you frame the question. And gun rights groups, the NRA, but others, which have become more radical over the years, have framed background checks as a violation of, of uh, gun owners' rights to be able to share guns, mainly with their family or their friends, uh, or kind of an informal sale uh, on Facebook, like online sales. You could buy a gun without a background check, for example. And so gun rights groups have made the background checks this litmus test on whether you're on their side. And it's just, it's such a powerfully political argument on the right that most background check conversations have been shut down in the Senate. Yeah, why don't we just have no background checks for anything then? Oh, Let's just get, a, get, get, get rid of background checks. Well, I think what was interesting um, that a lot of people are suggesting, and uh, one of your colleagues actually suggested in their article on kind of this one thing that Senate Democrats can do, they said confirm a permanent director to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Why is that such an important piece here? Yeah, this is an agency that has been without a head for years, oh, since 2015, um, an official head. And so during the Trump administration, now the Biden administration, what this agency does is 
they advocate to Congress for changes in gun laws. They are the ones tracking the statistics about who's getting murdered with guns. Uh, They are the ones who, if there was some kind of regulation that the Biden administration wanted to implement, like during the Trump administration, this agency implemented a ban on bump stocks, this accessory to make assault rifles act more like machine guns. Um, They would be the ones handling that. So lawmakers have said that this is a really vital agency. It needs a leader to make it run smoothly. This is kind of like internal Washington, D.C. government stuff, but but it's important. Um, and so Biden and Democrats have said, let's let's get someone leading ATF. Biden's nominated someone, but Republicans could try to block it. Well, all right. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, truly appreciate it. That was a political reporter, Amber Phillips from The Washington Post. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, Meanwhile, Canada seems to have figured at least something out. More next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yo, somebody sent help because the most famous smile in the world was briefly, like, messed up. Oh. When a man decided to smear some cream cake over the iconic Mona Lisa. How dare he? Like the actual Mona Lisa. You want to know what it was for? Yeah, why did he do that? He did it because he said it was a climate change protest. You and you climbies... You you and you climbies are out here wild. So the 16th century masterpiece by Leonardo da Vinci was untouched. However, it is um, protected behind a bulletproof glass um, in the Louvre. Thank God. Which is good. I was going to say, otherwise, it would have been really D-baggy. Like, I, as much as I I love environmental protests, like, that would have been really lame if you ruined a piece of history in that way. Although we are ruining pieces of history. I mean, our Earth right now. So this is what he said. So visitors posted that a man disguised himself as an elderly lady in a wheelchair. Um, Presumably, basically, in order to gain access to the spot right in front of the painting reserved for the handicapped. Then he stood up. And smeared the cream cake over the glass case that protects the painting. Now, as security guards pounced on him, um, and this man went full on out. He was wearing a wig, some makeup, and had uh, some red roses at his feet. Okay. And you know, basically, apparently, uh, he told the crowd in French, think about the earth. There are people who are destroying the earth. Think about it. All artists, think about the earth. This is why I did this. Think about the planet. Who are you, Basquiat? Like, why <laughs> Like, why do you think that you are the person that needs to do this? Well, there, it's got to be someone. No, you it know, doesn't. Even one person can create change. Listen, I think this it's, is stupid this is at the same time. It, it got us talking. It created headlines. This is exactly what these protesters want to do. Well, I mean, according to the, is it the Louvre? The Louvre. The Louvre. Um, he bas- uh, the Louvre basically said that the painting had not suffered any damage. Thank God. And the museum said that the man had hidden the cake inside his personal belongings. That's impressive. Now, he is um, he was detained uh, following the incident and sent to a police psychiatric unit for evaluation. And an investigation has opened up on charges of damage of cultural artifacts. But my thing, you just said he didn't damage anything, so is it really damage? Yeah, but he, he did something he wasn't supposed to do, and he tried to. I mean, he... he- was mischievous. Can you, can you imagine the Mona Lisa being basically like cream pie? Yeah, I know that would be <laughs> like oil all over it. Wow. The worst. Um, well, I mean, let us know what your thoughts are at LGT Show on social media. Was he in the right? Is protesting, you know, when does it go too far? You know, yeah, when does it go too far? I think that's a great question. 
Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yep, we're back. Stick around for more music right here on Channel Q. And as we get going with Pride season, we're going to be highlighting a lot of great queer individuals, obviously, and companies. Right? Okay. And all the Pride events that you want to know about. By Pride. Yes. Uh, in, th- in 30 minutes, a queer-founded coffee company you need to know about. You're going to want to drink, <laughs> get your caffeine on. You know, speaking of coffee, I actually watched a Good Morning America piece. We're talking about um, if you put sugar in your coffee, you're more willing to die. What? I, like, wonder how they come up with these things. It's true. Good Morning America did the piece on it. If you put sugar, you're more willing to die. Yeah. I don't get this. It's got to make sense because you're intaking more sugar. Yeah, you just don't have that awareness. You're yeah, just going to die. Sure you take yourself for granted, your Keep body. Keep drinking caffeine with sugar. Death. Well, also, coming up in the tea report Camila Cabello is lashing out at soccer fans before her performance. What actually happened in a moment with Ryan here? Let's it's get actually in- after her performance, but, you know, same Okay, thing. after her performance. <laughs> I can't even keep up. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. Good news. Oregon could have its first member of Congress from the LGBTQ plus community with lesbian Jamie McLeod Skinner's victory over incumbent Kurt Schrader in the state's fifth congressional district. Schrader is a farmer and a veterinarian, is in her seventh term in the House. And uh, McCloyd Skinner is a lawyer, small business owner, and emergency response coordinator. She has worked in refugee resettlement and helps repair schools and hospitals in Bosnia and Kosovo. Basically, she's a rock star and also a member of the community and about to kill it in Congress. So big shout out to her. Whoop, whoop. Where's our Yaz Queen? Oh, you want it? Yeah, I, I want it. it. Bring yes, it. Yes, Queen. Moving on to Representative AOC, who spoke out about the Uvalde Elementary School mass shooting at her own town hall meeting today. Here's a moment from that. The United States is by far the only place where this happens with such regularity. And um, it's, it's difficult to feel helpless in a situation or to feel helpless in the aftermath of a moment like this, but we are not helpless. And there are things that we have done. There are things that we can do. Um, And we just need to make sure that we finish the job. Well, there you go. That was Representative AOC. And as she said that, you know, um, coming out was Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. According to Gun Violence Archive, there were at least 14 mass shootings that left nine people dead and more than 60 injured. At least 156 people were killed and hundreds were injured in total by gun violence over Memorial Day weekend. Oh, no. Just horrible. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, here's something that Camila Cameo is upset about. She does not want to hear fans doing anything besides cheering her on during her performances. It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So Camila Cabello sang her heart out on Saturday to kick off the Union of European Football Association's 2022 Champions League final. Um, Basically, it was happening um, in France. And um, thousands of sports fans in attendance weren't exactly, you know excited about listening to her. (laughs) You know, shortly after leaving the field, 
She took to Twitter to call out Liverpool and Real Madrid supporters alike for drowning out the sound of her nearly six-minute opener. She said this on Twitter in a now-deleted, you know, tweet. She said, playing back our performance, and I can't believe people were singing their team's anthem so loud during our performance. Like, my team and I worked tirelessly for so long to bring right vibes and give a good show. And then she followed up with the post saying, very rude, but whatever. I'm glad you guys loved it with a whole bunch of emojis. So she was really upset about that, which honestly I would have too. But like, apparently it's not, this is kind of the equivalent of like a Super Bowl over there in England, right? Yeah. Or not in France. And so I apparently people were saying, well, oh. she got a lot of backlash to those tweets because fans yeah. were saying, well, I don't know why they tried to Americanize an event that people just want to see up, you know, the game instead of seeing a performance. No one wants the performance. You know what? At a certain point, like, also culturally, like, step back. You were hired. You did what you got to do. But it's like, this wasn't like a, a, a music show. This was a, a I mean, sports event. They kind of, I guess whoever, it's not her fault. She was paid to do a job. And she exactly. Did but meaning like her being like, you know. I would have been upset too. Yeah. I want to hear you chatting while I'm singing. But are you going to like, nah, nah, nah. are you going to actually. Are you going to then call everyone out on Twitter? Probably. I'd do exactly what she's going to do. I would have just been like, I love performing. I hope you could have heard me over your chance. So you'd rather be passive-aggressive <laughs> than straightforward. Passive-aggressive. All right, that's your team report. We got more coming up next hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Could magic mushrooms drug psilocybin lead to long-term improvements in depression symptoms? Well, one small study seems to think so. And joining us to break it all down is Dr. Regu Apasani, who's a psychologist and also the founder of the Minds Foundation. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Shira. Yeah, so this and is... Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Acknowledgement. Just here hanging out. You know. <laughs> uh, so I find, you know, this isn't the first study of its kind, but it's making news. Why is this one possibly different? Yeah, so I think it's important to actually look at the first study that was done on this because it's the same team mm. from the United Kingdom. It's, uh, you know, Dr. David Nutt and Robin Cart Harris, where they look at the effect of psilocybin from magic mushrooms against Lexapro, which is a very commonly prescribed antidepressant. Right. And if anyone here has tried any antidepressants, you know that it takes a long time to work or, you know, like two thirds of people actually don't even benefit from it. So magic mushrooms are super exciting um, as a potential treatment. And what the initial study showed was actually giving two doses of magic mushrooms three weeks apart um, compared to, to Lexapro was significantly better. It had a faster onset of symptomatic relief so people felt better faster and it actually lasted for over a year and uh, the recent study that you're talking about now is really cool because what they show in that is actually that people have an increase in brain integration which means that they're starting to create new networks and um, the best way to think about this is if someone's depressed they have a lot of negative thinking and rumination and you can get back in those thought patterns, right? Like um, a lot of negative self-talk. And what psilocybin and magic mushrooms do is they kind of put those thoughts on pause and they dissolve your ego and they have you look at them from a different perspective and you can kind of get rid of those thoughts. And so this new study 
used fMRI to actually look um, using images of your brain to see how it improves. And wow. yeah, anyway, it's just like super, it's super cool because you can like not only feel it, but you can see people's brains wow. yeah. through these scans and see that they're actually changing their network and the connections they're making. Well, here's the thing. I think obviously because this is a study, when we think about how this could, if this is implemented in a, like an accessible real way, is it safe for like regular people to be kind of like dealing with this type of drug, right? <laughs> you know, because you never know. Like, can you take too much? Is it like, would it be prescribed? Like, what, what does that really look like if it does turn out to be like a more of an accessible thing where people don't have to use the, the, the harsh prescription drugs versus like this kind of like procedure, I Totally. Guess, process. Yeah, yeah. And listen, there's, there's pros and cons and benefits and risks to everything, right? So the one thing I want to be really clear on with, the study magic mushrooms any any psychedelic for that matter is they are catalysts and even in this study it's paired with psychotherapy right so it's not like they just gave you mushrooms and we're like cool you're better now it was paired with psychotherapy to work with the person so at the end of the day that's what's critical i do think that um it's going to be based on the individual there are some people where traditional antidepressants will be really really helpful for them and there are others where this is going to be the best treatment for them. So, you know, how do we determine who's, what's going to benefit who is, is a little bit, um, you know, we don't have much of a protocol yet for that. But, yeah, it is the future. And I would say to people, if, if you are, you know, I'm just going to say it because people do experiment on their own. Um, if you are going to experiment with it, just make sure you tell your doctor or your psychiatrist or your therapist at least so that they're aware of it and that they can make sure, you know, it won't interact with you in a negative way. That is true. I'm, hap I'm happy that you mentioned that because it's it's really important. These uh, these drugs are very sacred and they're also uh, definitely can be used in a therapeutic way, but in the right setting. At what point do you mm -hmm. think this will be adopted, though? There's all these studies. We obviously hear about this happening in culture, but there's still a lot of stigma around it. Yeah. So at what point do you think that adoption will happen mainstream? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, um, MDMA is probably the first one that's going to be FDA approved for trauma. And that's hopefully going to be by the year 2023. So coming up and that'll be an FDA approval, approval of MDMA, psych, uh, MDMA assisted psychotherapy for post-traumatic stress disorder. Following that will probably be magic mushrooms in 2025, it's estimated. Um, and so, yeah, we're kind of going down that road. And from that, you know, we'll be able to have providers working with patients and clients using it. Um, the thing that I, you didn't ask this question, but I'm going to say it because I love mushrooms. Um, it's not just effective for depression. It's, a, it's being shown to be effective for a lot of other things like anxiety, potentially for trauma. Um, I actually am involved now with a new study we're launching of using psilocybin for methamphetamine use uh, addiction. Mm -hmm. So it shows a lot, a lot of promise. And end of the day, you know, talk to your physician because this is the future of psychiatry. And uh, it's not to say that our medications we have now are not beneficial, but how do we look at how do we look at the future of treatment to have accessibility for everyone? Yeah. Right? That's, that's the key. Yeah, because we'll, yeah. we'll uh, insurance have to pay for this. I mean, in the end, yeah, it's a privilege to be able to do it if it does cost something.
Yeah, yeah, insurance. Well, <laughs> and U.S. healthcare—that's a whole another thing. But you know, MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Sciences, has a committee focused on working with insurance companies actually wow. to make sure that these types of treatments will be accessible. Amazing. Well, Dr. Ragu, you gave us all the info we needed in a way that was really helpful to make folks understand this because sometimes we'll have people on. It gets weird when you talk about this type of stuff. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's hard to like sometimes take this type of stuff serious because of the what the cult like culturally people think of it. Right. And so it's hard to be like, oh, this actually has some really important benefits that can really help a lot of folks. And so thanks for joining us. You know, let's let's just put it out there. Like Nature Medicine is the number one legitimate medical journal in the world. And that's where this was published. Now, hold on now. You know, I I love that y'all love to hug trees and stuff. No, Nature's Medicine is the actual journal. It's not like Nature's Medicine the forest. (laughs) You and y'all holistic doctors and stuff. I'm just joking. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, thanks, Dr. Um, Ragu. We yeah. love you. You're, You're amazing. Great. That was Dr. Ragu right. Apostani, founder of the Minds Foundation. Go checking him out everywhere. What's your social media again? It is Rapasani, R-A-P-P-A-S-A-N-I. Okay, amazing. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. Kelly, we have a whole saying. We're going to have T-shirts and everything. I, I, don't, I don't think you should do that. And Killy for 40, I, mm-mm. Kilimanjaro, Killy. Yeah. I think it's, that's, it's a nickname for Kilimanjaro. No? Mm. It's a, it's a, a great mental and physical challenge. You should look up the history of Kilimanjaro. Uh, it's a great trek, I will. I didn't make this. t-shirts make, you yet. just want to. I didn't say it. It was an you idea. You brainstorming it was like, over you the, the air. You were the focus. <laughs> This is what I was the focus every group for Shira's Africa trip. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, coming up in 15 minutes, I'm so excited. We have Jeff Consoletti so joining us from Out Now, raising out loud, raising voices. Sure, I am hosting this event, and you don't even know where you're coming to this weekend. We our radio station before <laughs> Channel Q. We're out now and officially out loud on social media. We hope Pride is kicking off yes. this weekend. I am hosting alongside some other familiar faces and voices, and the lineup is incredible. We're gonna have Jeff Consoletti joining us to break down everything that you need to be at. You yes. better get your tickets, honey. We are outloud.com. We will all be there. Plus, Bridget and Star is speaking out about her mental health. Ryan's got that in the tea report in a moment. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, yeah. though, right now. Students at Seattle Pacific University, a private Christian university in Seattle, protested after the campus administration voted last week to uphold rules that ban the hiring of LGBTQ plus staff from working at the university. Last week, the board of trustees over there voted to retain the university's current employee lifestyle expectations regarding sexual conduct. Following the board's vote, students walked out of class to protest in front of the university's president's office. Third trial is over, but the seven-person civil jury of five men and two women have returned to deliberate today after the long weekend recess. Uh, So hopefully we'll find or they will reveal an answer soon on that because people are waiting. After seven weeks of testimony, the courtroom in the case between Depp and Heard came to a close, and it's just really uncertain what's going to happen. We will definitely see very soon. I'm sure this week. We got to get ready for that reporting, Ryan. That breaking news. I'm sure it's going to come out any moment. Please. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, there's a Bridgerton star that actually um, 
has been really open about her mental health issues. It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Bridgerton star Ruby Barker. Why can't I speak today? I'm having such brain farts. It's wild. You're just so excited about Ruby Barker said that she's happy to be alive after being discharged from the hospital over recent mental health struggles. You may know her uh, for her role, Marina Thompson, in the Netflix period drama. She was really um, all over the first season. She had a a pop in on the second season. Um, But she basically, in a video shared on Instagram... She said it was time to be transparent and revealed that she was hospitalized after struggling since Bridgerton. Providing fans with an update after leaving the hospital on Monday, uh, Barker, who is best known for her role, thanked everyone for their unwavering support. Um, She said, you made me feel so happy to be alive in a newly shared video. Here is that. Hello, everyone. I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everybody. Everyone has been from from the press, the media, to to my loved ones, my friends, my supporters, to people that follow me. You have all been incredible. Like literally, you've you've made me feel so happy to be alive, and I'm so grateful for that. I I, I really was didn't know what to expect when I put that video up. Um, I didn't expect so many people to reach out to me and 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 let me know how they're doing and tell me about their own mental health struggles. And that is why I am, you know, she she put that video out. Obviously, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, it's just so beautiful that she's been so open about it. And I'm happy she's taking care of herself, taking care of herself, because that is so important. Um, That is your T-Report. We have more coming up next hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 